And it's Friday. You know what that means, right? Time for the weekend. But also it means another time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommison. All right. And before we get into our topic of the day, which is the helmet of salvation, I just wanted to say how grateful I am to live in a free country as the U.S. of A. is. We know that our freedoms are being eroded, but we still have a lot to be thankful for. And this year, uh, I believe, marks the 238th birthday of our nation. Wow. And I did not put together a full podcast for the 4th of July this year, but I just wanted to take an opportunity to acknowledge that, to thank all the veterans, um, both alive and deceased, who have made our freedom possible, Absolutely. and by extension, make this podcast possible. And Adam, we are in July. Can you believe it? I would believe it if it was July of 2013, but <laughs> it's gone so fast. Here we are, halfway through the year. Uh, it's crazy. All right. Well, enough about that. We are now going into the Helmet of Salvation, and before we talk about that, let's go to the quote of the day. All right, and this comes from a pretty cool guy, pretty well known. We're talking C.S. Lewis here has our quote of the day. He says here, God has landed on this enemy-occupied world in human form. The perfect surrender and humiliation was undergone by Christ. Perfect because he was God, surrender and humiliation because he was man. And I really like this quote because it talks about the the both 100% human and 100% God nature of Jesus. And so he could identify with us on a human level and yet intercede for us on a spiritual level. And as we get into this topic of salvation this day, I think that's a good jumping off point. Now, as I talked about a couple weeks ago with... Uh, our intro podcast to the armor of God, I talked about that I got this inspiration from a message that I heard by Adrian Rogers on the topic of the armor of God. And one of the things that he says about the helmet of salvation is that it is our sanity. I talked a little bit about in that previous podcast how the world is going insane. When we look at the newspaper, it can be very discouraging yeah. and People reach new lows all the time, and you wonder how people can be that depraved. But the Bible says that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah seventeen nine. And so without the salvation of Jesus Christ and his grace, you and I would be part of that front page. But I'm thankful that that doesn't have to be the case. And I also know that even if we have made mistakes in the past, God can repair Things. And it says in one of the prophets that he can restore the years the locusts have eaten. And so we want to go through this with a an air of reverence, knowing what God has given us, but also an opportunity to embrace God's grace and realize that he can work in any life. My prayer is that you already know him and that you've started to embrace this armor. But if you haven't, I hope that these podcasts, about the armor of God will help to lead you in that direction. Now, as we talk about salvation and the helmet of salvation, I think we see in Scripture a threefold salvation. Okay? The salvation of our souls, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, 
is a one-time event. And so that's very clear from Scripture. It says in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, I don't know if you've thought about this, Adam, but have you ever considered if salvation was works-based or ritual-based, how would you know whether you'd done enough for heaven? Well, I would think, too, that we'd be exhausted. <laughs> I don't know how much we could do enough of to really be saved because uh, we even didn't deserve it when he did it for us. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a wild thing to contemplate. It is. And so the, the first key is to understand that nothing we can do saves us. But as we talked about in the intro podcast to this, Jesus became sin for us so that we could become his righteousness. Uh, it's the best buy one, get one, if you yeah. will, in all of history. It's the best exchange program. You know, you talk about going to Walmart or to Target and exchanging things for store credit. Well, to use the analogy, we go into Walmart or Target with no store credit and we come out with a blank check that says you can buy anything you want of the utmost value because the blood of Jesus Christ is worth more than any value of a gift card that you could get at Walmart or Target or anywhere else. So Jesus takes all our sin, all our badness, and gives us all his goodness, which is a perfect goodness that cannot be equaled and will never change or erode and never expire. Pretty good deal, huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And then there's another aspect of our salvation, as we are talking about this uh, helmet of salvation, that says we are being saved. And it says in 2 Corinthians four sixteen and 17, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Second Corinthians four, sixteen and 17. So there's an aspect of which we have been saved eternally when we trust Jesus Christ. There's another aspect in which we will be saved because right now uh, the statistics bear out that one out of one people dies. Once you are born, you start to die because we age and we get to the point where we die. And some of us die younger than others. There's no guarantee on a certain number of years. Mm -hmm. And we know that after the flood, the life expectancy went down from like almost a almost a millennium yeah. at the highest to just over a century for most of the Old Testament saints. And even less than that once you get into uh, the New Testament. And so... The life expectancy um, isn't that great. We all die. And I believe that Jesus is coming any day, and some of us will meet him without dying. But as a general consensus, we, will, we all face death as a certainty. And so we need to be ready. And when that does happen, we will become immortal. We will receive new bodies, and we will live forever. So there's an element... Um, to which we, we are being saved, 
and God is is walking with us through this life. Um, and even though our outward is perishing, our our inward is being built up. Our spirit is being built up. We are becoming more and more like Jesus Christ um, through this process. And I actually kind of started to allude to the third point. So I was kind of getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but that's okay. The third point is good too. Um, in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 55, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ um, shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. For this corruptible will put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, what shall be brought to pass, then shall be brought to pass. The saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? And this is one of my favorite passages. Because I look at my mortal body, and it's it's pretty messed up. I live with certain levels of pain every day of my life. Um, and obviously certain le- levels of discontent at times because there are things that I haven't been able to do yet or at least not on the schedule that I wanted to because I've been limited. But I know that I have hope that I will be immortal at one point and that I will have a new body, one without the aches and the pains and the disability that I have now. And that's exciting. And I also just, by way of humor, I I remember when I was growing up at the Baptist church that we went to, they had a sign by the nursery that said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. (laughs) Kind of the practical (laughs) application there of maybe I won't sleep while I'm in the nursery, but I'll probably be changed. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just kind of a little bit of a humorous tidbit there. But um, did you have any thought on any of these really? I think I might have asked you about the first one, but just the idea of the progression we go through in our in our salvation. I think what's the biggest thing that at least would jump out to me is that God is a living God and he's always working and he's always in your life. Notice in all three of those things, he's he's there. He's always doing something, whether he's saving you, he is going to save you, or um, he's saving us a little bit more each and every day as we grow inside and stuff and I think it's just cool to think about that. You know, God is always with you through all of that, with that helmet of salvation. And if you think about it, the best is yet to come. And that's an encouraging thought to just kind of mm-hmm. pop in your mind there and know that God's with you through that whole journey until you get to that best is yet to come. Well, this is really exciting because I think this is going to be a good series. I think we're off to a good start. Absolutely. And we're just, you know, a few weeks away from that 100th episode which we are still contemplating exactly how we're going to celebrate. I do know that it's going to be fun. I do know that it's hopefully going to be on the epic side of the scale. I just haven't decided exactly how that's going to happen. (laughs) But if you have any thoughts about what you think we should do to commemorate our 100th episode, that would be great. And uh, we're just very excited um, to be this close. And we hope that you will continue to listen that you'll share with your friends, that you will rate us on iTunes and give us a review because that will help people, more people find us. 
And if you do uh, rate us on iTunes and give us a review, first person to do that will win uh, a DVD of Kirk Cameron's movie, The Mercy Rule. Hey, there you uh, go. I have the DVD, and I'm ready to give it to whoever is the first person to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. So if you would be willing to go to iTunes and do that, I would appreciate it. Uh, if you have not subscribed to us on iTunes, what are you waiting for? You can go to the podcast app on your iPhone or the Stitcher app, which is also available in the iPhone store, and then type in Speaking For Him, Speaking the Number For Him, and you will find our weekly podcast and be able to join us each and every Friday. We really do appreciate it, and we hope that you will continue to be with us. We have some exciting episodes coming up with the remainder of this series and some really exciting interviews potentially in the pipeline. So make sure that you are always paying attention and ready to see what comes next. We're grateful to have you with us. We hope that you have benefited from hearing about the helmet of salvation. Give us a review by email or by voicemail and let us know how we're doing. Go to um, our blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com and do that. We really appreciate it. Uh, for Adam McNutt, my co-host and executive producer, this is the host of the podcast, Speaking for Him podcast, Mr. Andrew Gomison, saying to you, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters.